So, Larry, today when we uh, when we get to trivia time, Scott is with us producing on his own today because Zeke is off again on an airplane. He should be landing in Houston shortly because he doesn't want to miss trivia. And unlike Scott, I gave Zeke a hit last night. I told him to study Abe Lincoln. <laughs> well, he'll be ready. He'll be ready. He'll, he'll be ready. All right, Larry, I'm going to need you to clean up some messes now that, uh, that I'm seeing going on. First, the Dallas Cowboys. I don't think, and you're going to disagree with me, but I don't think the Cowboys can keep the title, we discussed this briefly, keep the title America's team until they win a Super Bowl. And I think they need to stop running that stupid clip of Jimmy Johnson jumping up and down. How about them Cowboys? Uh, it's just not a good luck. You don't think so? I just think that that's got to stop till they win a Super Bowl. I don't think they should keep showing it. You know, when every time the Cowboys do make the playoffs, there's Jimmy Johnson jumping up and down. How about them Cowboys? I mean, January 28th, 1996 was the last time they won the big game. 27 years ago. I don't think they've even been in a Super Bowl since. And my lowly Chicago Bears have been. They didn't win, but they were there. Um. Well, the big question would be for you then, why is it that there's Dallas Cowboy fans in every state in the United States? Well, you know, you, you know, you know there, there's, there's fans of all the major teams in every state in the United States. I mean, I watch, you know, if anybody ever watches a Cub game, wherever the Cubs play, there's a million Cub fans. The Bears, I see them in every state. Washington, I see fans for Washington. You watch an L.A. game, Whoever they're playing, that's who the fans are in the stands. You know, no, 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 you know, I'm not putting down the copies for that because, yes, they do have fans everywhere. Most teams have fans everywhere. But I remember when I coached baseball, I took the kids from like seven or eight all the way through high school. Mm -hmm. And I remember the first year I bought all the kids a little trophy for being on the team. And I had the parents bitching at me for giving them a participation award, which I thought they're seven years old. They're happy. I gave them a little trophy with some candy. What are you doing? But anyway, I I'm going, the Cowboys, how long can we keep riding that America's team tag and how about them Cowboys until they win a Super Bowl? Well, uh, I'm not, I, I, the, the Dallas Cowboys earned that title even without having a lot of support. Well, I don't think they earned that title. I, I think they just were given that title as a PR thing, but that's okay. Well, I, I hear what you're saying in terms of every state, you know, has multiple supporters, but I, I, I still believe that there are more stars and cowboy fans in every state. And you don't see giant fans in Los Angeles, but in, in, in California, Texas, every, all, all over the, the country, the cowboys are very prominent. Because they've had such a good history, too. Well, you know, let me tell you how, how there are teams everywhere. Mm -hmm. Nashville, Tennessee stopped selling tickets to the uh, uh, Predators, the hockey team games, unless you had a zip code of Nashville or the Nashville area okay. whenever they played the Chicago Blackhawks. Because there were more Blackhawk fans in the years the Hawks were winning the uh, Stanley Cup, you know, 2010, 13, and 15. They had more Chicago fans, it seemed like, in that stadium than they did, um, uh, you know, Titan fans or uh, uh, 
Predator fans. So, I mean, that was the control that they had. I remember going when the Hawks were winning to the Dallas games, you know, the Hawks when they play the Stars. There had to be at least a third of the Hawk fans. So I think that carries over in all sports and there's teams everywhere. I'm just picking on the Cowboys because they're the one that would bet America's team and and I don't think they they should have the right to that title right now. Well, you know, I, I, I didn't play for the Cowboys, but I think they earned the title. Now, I think they earned it very well. They, they, they've, they've done pretty good over a large number of years. They got a lot of good, you know, historical support. How, how have they you done know? the last 30 years? Uh-huh. How have they done the last 27 years? Um, they have, they have built new stadiums. They have, <laughs> they make, they made more money probably in the last 30 years. Than Absolutely. Years. But the fans are worried about America's team that went on the field. Okay. We're going to disagree on that. You always defend the Cowboys, you New York giant players. I don't know. All right. So well, that's, the NFC. that's NFC support. That's LFC support. Okay, okay. All right, Larry, moving on. Tom Brady is the GOAT. Patrick Mahomes, the GOAT in training. Mahomes has taken all five years that he's been in the league, uh, Kansas City, to the NFC title game, which is a heck of an accomplishment. He's gone to the Super Bowl twice. One win, one loss. He lost, of course, to Tom Brady, which, you know, uh, is not anything horrible <laughs> to him because a lot of people lost from the Super Bowl to Tom Brady. But it's going to be, if he wins, it'll be his third Super Bowl appearance. However, he's playing Cincinnati. And Joe Burrow in Cincinnati defeated Patrick Mahomes last year. If Burrow wins again this year, there's a good chance because Mahomes, as you know, is on Larry's injury report with that high ankle sprain. So does that kind of diminish his accomplishments and elevates Burrow? Because he will have been able to say, I've played in two uh, NFC champion, or AFC championship games against, uh, against him and won both times. What are your thoughts there? Well, you know, I think that, 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 that they are both a reflection of the new young quarterback. You know, not only, not only are they accurate, not only are they good leaders, uh, they, they're also offensive weapons, you know, both of them. Right. Oh, big time. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so I think that, that, that the, they are part of the increased versatility and athleticism of the young guys that are playing the game now, you know, in the old days, you know, normally all the line guys would have a certain shape, you know, and, yeah. and then and the other guys would have certain speed, but now, you know, to me, the athleticism and the versatility, you know, of these young players, you got a guy 6'4", 245 that can play defensive tap. Yeah. So it's given the coaches, you know, a lot of versatility in how they manage their staff. And, you know, the players are basically part of their staff. Well, well, the quarterbacks, four of them were nominated for the MVP. Jalen Hurts, and I think his chances went away when he got injured because he didn't play the final couple of games. Played the last game of the year to clinch the uh, uh, the home field advantage. But Hurts, Mahomes, uh, it, it, uh, Josh Allen, and Burrow. And I think, you know, uh, uh, one, uh, the wide receiver, of course, his name escapes me, uh, made the, uh, was the rounding out number five uh, on the MVP uh, list of contenders. But those four quarterbacks, I mean, 
those are four good quarterbacks. You know, you always talk about all these years where we had great quarterback drafts, but when you've got a Hertz and a uh, Burrow and a Mahomes and a and an Allen uh, playing quarterback at the same time, we're going to see good football games. I totally agree with that. Um, you know, and and I think a part of it, you know, is their development. You're getting. Uh, bigger and stronger for guys coming out of high school and college and therefore feeding the NFL. So I, I, I totally agree with you, and I think that the key is versatility. No longer do you want to have a quarterback that's in the same place where defensive linemen as quick and fast as they are, they can make their moves to know that you're always going to be in that pocket. Well, and those those guys know how to move, you know. Yeah. They... All right, so the Cowboys played the 49ers. The Cowboys – you know, I'll say something nice now. They actually had a tremendous year on offense. I don't, they probably averaged 30 points. Their defense was, if not the best in the league, certainly in the top five. Uh, and the defense played a tremendous game against the 49ers. But the offense, I, I guess you could say that the 49ers defense played a tremendous game That's against right. the Cowboys. You know, you and I both picked the 49ers, but were you surprised at the lack of scoring in that game? Well, now, that's a great question. And, and you know, you, you've been an announcer for a long time, so you're going to talk, you're asking a defensive player. <laughs> well, defense wins Super Bowls. That's right. That's, and there we go. And I'm so happy you said that. I totally agree. And I think that, you know, I, I think that both the, the teams now, Again, I go back to the athleticism of these young players. You know, I was watching in watching the game this past weekend. They, I was watching when they were talking about the linebackers. And sometimes you couldn't tell if the guy was a strong safety or a weak linebacker. Right. And both of them got the same kind of speeds, you know? Right. So, again, just like you stated earlier, it's the versatility and the athleticism, you know, of these new young players and how the coaches manipulate them on that roster. Well, I think the 49ers probably, probably, yeah, I mean, because there's always an argument. You got Andy Reid out there, too. But the 49ers coach probably is the best offensive mind out there, I would say. Well, that's cool. You know, and, and, you know, I, w I was hearing an argument today about should McCarthy be fired? And they're going, why? The Cowboys had a great offense, a great defense. They didn't win. And they're going, well, something's got to change. So it's always easier to change the coaches. Than it is the players, you know. What What are your thoughts on that? Should McCarthy be back? Oh yes. In fact, uh, Jer Jerry was on Facebook, or Jerry's everywhere. You know, <laughs> that's true. But no, I I think the team is stable. I think yeah, I think everything will be okay for McCarthy. You know. Okay. Yeah. Cincinnati scored on a uh, four-inch run against Buffalo. But they clearly showed how time expired on the clock, and the announcers gave that old thing. Well, the official watches the clock, and then he looks down to find the center to see if he snaps the ball. Then he blows the whistle. Give me a break. You, you know you know me. I like these replays for official calls and non-calls. When the clock, when the zeros pop up on the board, they could blow the whistle. I mean, there, there should be a way that the ref could see the clock and the ball being snapped at the same time. Don't tell me he looks at the clock and then he looks over here. Come on. 
that I mean that made a difference. You know, scoring from the four-inch line it is a little bit easier on second down than from the five-yard line. And that could have been a turning point in that game. I'm not saying Cincinnati would have beat Buffalo. That day they were going to beat them. But, you know, that helps with, uh, uh, with the momentum, too. You know, when, when you don't call a delay a game when it was obvious and they score a touchdown on the play. I mean, the, uh, the opposing team is going, oh, darn, you know, <laughs> <laughs> kind of sort of thing. You know, what, what do you think about that? Oh, well, I, I totally agree with everything you just said. <laughs> but, I, but I think something's got to be done on, on replays and calls. You know, even if you get one a game, because there are sometimes these non-calls or bad calls are part of the game and the outcome of the game. It is so good when you agree with me, because what you're talking about, honestly, is the speed of the game. Yeah. You're recommending that they get a few more referees, you know, on the regular staff and because well, that's what you recommend to me all the time. <laughs> but 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 that's where it is. I mean, things are faster and quicker, and it's almost like you cannot really predict holding on the line because every 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 play they're doing some type of holding. Well, that, well, you know, I can predict it. Somebody's going to hold on this play. Will it be yeah. called? Well. <laughs> You know, um, but I think I think with the holding on the line, we say there's holding on every play, but I think they really kind of clearly define that they're allowed to grab inside on the guy's jersey, but they're not allowed to put their arm around their neck and spin them when they're trying to get by him. You know, that's true. But even even if you're a defensive back, if, if the guy's about to get by you, you're gonna do a little bit of holding. Oh, yeah. You know, who was so, it? Oh, it was Tom Brady uh, um, on a turnover. He tried to slide and trip a guy with the ball. He didn't get anywhere close to the guy, so there was no penalty. But you clearly saw what he was doing, and I, I mean, it just it it just cracked me up to see the effort that he was putting in on, on a play like that. But no, we were talking on the phone on the other day, you know, and we were talking about the officials. You know, I was watching one of the games, and a guy had a nice long run, about a thirty-yard run, yard run down the sideline, stepped out of bounds. And then we're waiting for the official to appear to mark it because it took him a while to run down those 30 yards. Yeah. He wasn't running at the same pace, you know. So it kind of uh, it kind of cracked me up uh, to see that. All right, Kansas City and the Jaguars. We both picked Kansas City. Um, but those Jaguars are going to be a good team next year. They're a good team right now. Right. <laughs> I, I mean, I think that's a team to mark the watch uh, Peterson is a, a tremendous coach. Uh, you know, he he worked underneath uh, Andy Reid, and then he went off and won a Super Bowl with uh, Philadelphia. And I think, look at how he's turned this kid into a, a superstar. We're talking about Trevor Lawrence, of course, the quarterback. Would surprise you at all? I mean, the closeness of the game? Not really, because, the uh, again, you know, we talked about this. The, the athletic feed coming out of college now is basically the, it will be the next history of the National Football League. And so the, the young men that are coming out now are extremely athletic, you know, the, even in the drafting situation. They, these guys now, when they look at the draft, they're looking at versatility. Right? Not just, you know, somebody that can play one position. Right? If you can play multiple positions, that really helps you know, the effort of the team. And I think that's where the teams are going in terms of 
staffing. Right, right. So in the old days, you played defense or you played offense. Right, right. Now, uh, Micah Parsons can play strong safety. You know, he's right. outside linebacker. Uh, Micah Parsons can play wherever he wants. He wants. <laughs> Who's going to tell him no? You know, but that's how talented he is. Yeah, and 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 he is reflective of the way the league is going now. You right. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's going in that direction where if you have more, the more versatility you have, I think the more leverage you have in, in negotiating a contract, you know, with with the team. You know, and, and you think of it, Larry, we talk about great picks, great drafts, this and that. There's so much luck involved in these drafts because did anybody expect Micah Parsons to be the best in the league from day one? I, I bet not. Well, now that's that's a great question because the old saying that coaches say is, is luck is when preparation meets opportunity. Right, right. And so when you, you look, we don't know the backgrounds of these these, these young men, you know, before oh, they no. get there. But all we all we got is they're playing in college and high school. Well, that's how you get to the pro. That's that's what I'm saying. That's all. That's what we go by. But my point is, when you get to the pros, some people make the pros look easier than college and high school. I mean, Micah Parsons just went to a whole new level. I know he was good, but but as we talk about so often, once you're in the pros, it's much tougher than college. And this guy just boom. You know, uh, just went wild. And Josh Allen, you know, um, he didn't fight a big-time college program. You know, in fact, he had to really work hard to get a scholarship, you know, in college. And then, uh, you know, look at how he's wound up in the pros. So, you know, I think when you make a draft, there is some luck involved because you really don't know what, what's going to go on with these guys. Well, I, I, I really kind of agree with you. The only thing is the... When before you get to the National Football League, these coaches, assistant coaches, trainers, a lot—they've been to these colleges, right? And they know the athlete. They're they're not going to pay some, especially the money they're making now. Right, 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 right. They know who they're getting, and they know how he can contribute to what their needs are. So you really think that they could tell, like Parsons, that they they would have not known he's going to become the superstar he's become. You think, they they would have known that the they would have known he was athletic. Yeah, yeah, that's the key. And if you and, and the athleticism has to be proven, and his his athleticism is proven to be effective. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, before we bring in uh, uh, Scott and hopefully Zeke from the Houston airport, uh, <laughs> let, let let's talk about. Here's the one game that it wasn't very competitive: the Eagles and the Giants. So Jalen Hurts comes back, immediately looked tremendous. You know, uh, uh, the Eagles, you know, may be the team to beat, but there's going to be some great games. The Giants had such a phenomenal year. This game doesn't set them back at all. They they, they got a lot of momentum going into the offseason, don't you think? I do think, because I don't think that people really thought the Giants would finish, you know, as well as they finished this year. Yeah, well, no, they, they did great. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I think uh, I think the team should be motivated in that locker room and motivated for the next year coming. Well, let me ask you this: you know, uh, uh, Justin Fields with the Bears. You know, the Bears have the number one draft pick. I, you know, and I have seen people in Chicago are making the the the, uh, 
the plea to draft a quarterback, because there's a couple of good ones out there, and use um, uh, Fields as trade bait. Would you, would you, after two years now of Fields and where he's progressed to, would you say, yeah, let's get rid of Fields. Why don't you just trade the number one draft pick? And keep fields. What do what do what do you think about that? Should the Bears keep fields or get rid of them? That's a great question. Uh, it shouldn't be. It should be simple. It should be keep fields. Well, um, did they win the? They never won the Super Bowl, are they? Oh, here we go. So the Bears, they yeah, they've won it in my lifetime. But but at the end of the day, though, I think that I don't think that fields is someone that they can get they should just focus on getting rid of unless they can, you know, trade him for something better. But I do believe that he requires a different backup or they require a different quarterback. Cause I, I don't think that for some reason, I don't think that he's getting out of the fields is getting out of the team. What the team is, I think is a better team than what they're showing. It's an interesting point. So no, 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 no. I, I'm trying to think. So you think the team is better than they're showing? So do you think Fields is a part of of the uh, not improving? I think the quarterback is the highest paid person on the team. Yeah, yeah. And therefore, his performance, his leadership, his companion, all of those things are very important because he's the leader. Well, you know, but but let me ask you this. You know, Jalen Hurts, his second year wasn't so sparkling. Trevor Lawrence's second year wasn't so sparkling. And they didn't give up on them. But we're talking about possibly giving up on Fields because we have the first draft pick. You know, um, do you not think Fields, you know, just a personal opinion, do you think Fields will develop and that Bear team will improve? Or or do you think that maybe they should trade Fields? Well, I, we don't, I don't know at this point you know, how Fields operates in the locker room. But I do believe that that because they have him, they're going to support him. And if they see that there is, you know, something that's not being effective, they will. Or if there's some star college quarterback that they have the opportunity of getting. Yeah, all right. Well, that's an interesting take on it to me. Uh, you know, make, it makes you think about it. I thought it was a no-brainer just to keep them and keep uh, trying to get some pieces around them. But, you know, you once said to me um, – uh, you lose a player, or if a player isn't performing, there's a Greyhound bus with a whole lot of guys on there coming next. All right, let's bring in uh, let's bring in Scott and and hopefully Zeke too. Let's see who's out there. Come on on. All right, all right. Zeke is out there. He's connecting with audio. Hello. Hey Zeke, are you at the airport? There you are. No, I'm in my Uber. At, oh, that's my dad. <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, your dad might be able to. How's your dad? Yeah, your dad, hello. They say hello. He says hello. <laughs> okay, good. All right. Um, I'm going to start with Scott. Pure and simple. And, and I'll give you a hint, Scott. I, I, I screwed this one up, too, when I uh, thought of it. All right. Who are the, who are the first five presidents? Uh, I'm not a president's person. Um, all right. George Washington. Okay. Thomas Jefferson. Okay. John Quincy Adams. No. No? John Adams. Oh, wait. Excuse, yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct. John Adams. them, right? Yeah, uh, no. Just the John Adams? Yeah. Okay. James Madison? 
Good. Uh, I'm not sure. Am I missing number five, right? You're, you're missing the fifth one. Of course, you said John Quincy Adams, so that one was wrong, but we'll give you five seconds to nail the fifth one, and we'll call it a, a, a good score. Uh, let's go with another James, James Monroe. You did good. I can't believe you did that. So, yeah, you were recently in school. Very good. <laughs> Zeke, did he cheat? I saw his eyes flipping all over the computers. I don't know. I don't know. My hands are right here. Yeah, I don't mind say yes, just to bump up my own score. <laughs> all right, so, Zeke, I told you yesterday, uh, your hint was study a blanket. Yeah. Now, there were a lot of comparisons between Abe Lincoln and JFK. You know, uh, uh, all the similarities about the two presidents that were tragically assassinated. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to ask you a question. Um, can you tell me Abe Lincoln's vice presidents? No, you, I, I can't. I, I'll, well, I'll give you a hint. Um, uh, one of the similarities between Lincoln and Kennedy was that Kennedy had an assistant named Lincoln and Lincoln had an assistant named Kennedy and they both had a vice president with the same name. E. Ah. No, well, uh, you're dead. He'll know. And, and you're Johnson. <laughs> right. Now, here's the, but part two is that was his president for his second term, which was very short, obviously. Um, who was his first vice president in his first term? I don't know anybody. I don't know president. He's asking us there. <laughs> that, he says that will find out. Well, that was close because that's his first name. No, it was uh, Hannibal Hamlin. What's his big Hannibal? Hannibal Hamlin or Joe Biden. Yeah, now Joe Joe Biden uh, started his career, I think, two presidents after Lincoln. Right. <laughs> anyway, all right, we're running out of time. Uh, Zeke, it was good seeing you. Glad you're safe. Nice to see your dad. Yeah, uh, Scott, very good. I'm shocked that you were able to figure it out. You're gonna have to tell me how you cheated. And uh, <laughs> we'll talk to you guys later. Be good. All right, hang in there, though, Scott. We need you to finish up. Larry, let's move on. Time is short. We got two games this weekend. Kansas City, Cincinnati, Patrick Holmes, Joe Burrow, Mahomes injured. So there's your injury report. That's the most important injury out of all of them. That's true. Who are you picking? Cincinnati. You know, I want to pick Cincinnati too, but I just love Andy Reid, and I, and I really like Patrick Mahomes. It's more of a which team do I like better. Uh, I just don't think Patrick's going to be able to be as mobile as he normally is. And that might create a problem because their defensive line is pretty tall. Well, I agree with you, but I'm going to pick Kansas City because we're going to witness <laughs> the most remarkable one-legged game in football ever. <laughs> but but a smart money, in my mind, really says Cincinnati. All right. An emotional thing. All right, we got the Eagles and 49ers. This has all the makings of a real good ball game. Jalen Hurts, Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy's a big story already on his own. You know, the last guy picked in the draft, never expected to play a down this year. And here he is winning five or six in a row, whatever it is, and in the uh, uh, NFC Championship game. Who are you liking in this one? 
Uh, I think I'm totally agreeing with you. I think so. I think what you, I think I totally agree with you. Now, all right. Well, I think it's going to be a great game, but, but I'm going to go with the Eagles though. Right. Uh, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. 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 I didn't think I had said that I was taking the Eagles. I'm you know, again. It's an emotional one. I wouldn't be shocked if the 49ers win, but you know, I'm, I, I, I've been pulling for Jalen all year. So I'm going to stay with him, you know, through thick and thin on this one. So I think, um, any of these four teams could win their game. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the 49ers win. I wouldn't be surprised if Cincinnati wins. Wouldn't be surprised if KC or the Eagles win. It's going to be some good football. If you're a football fan, this will be a good weekend. I totally agree. And and to be quite frank, I really think that the entire league is, and, and this is hard to say, but they, the league is improving right? because they have such good athletes going into the NFL now. And they they're, they're able to get the kind of funds, you know. Well, there's a lot of parody now in the NFL too. So Pete Rosell is smiling somewhere, and I'm not going to ask Scott and Zeke who Pete Rosell is because I know they they never heard of him. So so that's okay. And on a side note, before we leave, John Rahm won the golf tournament last weekend. Yeah, he's in full swing. We haven't talked or even thought about it yet because it's winter in most places of the country. But John Rahm. Uh, uh, I uh, had a big win the other day. Uh, I don't even know the name of the tournament th that it was. But every time I see John Robb, he looks like a linebacker to me. So I think that the, that even that sport is converting to bigger, more athletic. Well, that, that, that's right. John John is a uh, big, portly, strong guy. That's for sure. Yeah. All right, man. We're out of time, Larry. Uh, to, thanks to Scott and to Zeke. And Larry, my friend, uh, I'll be talking to you later this afternoon. All right. All the best. All right, take care, everyone. All right, take care, buddy.